Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. Uh, my guest today is Nursi Nazari. Uh, we're going to be talking about biosensors, and Nursi is with uh, Vital Connect. He's the founder and uh, CEO of Vital Connect. So, Nursi, how are you doing? Doing very well, thank you. How about you, Rich? Good. Yeah, I appreciate you coming. Uh, um, of course, thank you. Yeah, so tell me um, a little bit about Vital Connect. What, what's the whole premise of the company? The uh, promise of Vital Connect is really to make the life for the patients safer and easier. Uh, what we're trying to do is to have patients monitored both in hospitals and outside hospitals, but in a convenient way, we make a biosensor, a small one that they put on their chest, and uh, using that biosensor, the doctors and nurses can see how they're doing all the time. You know, I've, I've had experience, you know, once I had to wear a halter monitor for my heart, and, you know, I've... Uh, you know, taking my blood sugar and stuff like that. And I guess they're kind of biosensors, but what, what kind of biosensors are you talking about? What uh, conditions and what, you know, what do the sensors look like? We're doing the major uh, vital signs, uh, heart rate, uh, breathing rate or uh, breath per minute, plus uh, electrocardiogram or ECG. Uh, we also keep track of patients walking or if, uh, God forbid, they fall. So cardiovascular and motion, I would say, are the way to describe what, what, what we measure. Okay. And uh, traditionally, do you need separate devices to monitor all this stuff, and are they pretty bulky? I mean, what's the benefit of, uh, of your sensor in particular? That's exactly right, Rich. As you said from your experience, just halter monitor that uh, takes care of your heart rate and ECG is so bulky that, in fact, People who have to wear it, they have sort of embarrassment to go to work because it's just mm-hmm. so sticking out and, and, and so forth, not to mention very uncomfortable. Uh, what we've done is using our experience in chip technology and uh, miniaturization of mechanics made this thing that looks like a band-aid. So essentially you have a smart band-aid that does all those measurements, and it's practically invisible when you wear a shirt and also very comfortable that you don't know you're wearing it. I've been going to, you know, like uh, airport security, not forgetting I had it on. And uh, it's so small that even the, it's not even detected by those professional uh, machines. So it's very wow. easy to use. Uh, you can live your life and even get on an airplane with it. <laughs> huh. So it's it's the dimensions and size and weight of a, of a Band-Aid, essentially, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Wow. And what, what does it measure? Let's recap that. What, what does it measure? Yes, heart rate, breathing rate, electrocardiogram, fall detection, patient motion, and posture, and also temperature. Huh. Wow, that's really cool. It's, I, so you know, we I guess we really you... love it, and uh, I think... Uh, if uh, any of your uh, listeners want to look at the picture of it, 
please go to www.vitalconnect.com and you see the biosensor itself. And then we also obviously have software so you can look at the data or you can record the data or your doctor look at it and, and so forth. Is this going to be, um, is this a medical device that you can only get through a prescription or is it, will it become an over-the-counter thing you can buy? It is, it is a class two in FDA. So yes, your doctor has to give it to you. But having said that, it's a, it's a, it has the so-called home use, meaning that it's easy to use and very safe to use. So the doctor may give it to you to take it home. And that's one of our big parts of the market. So the so-called what we say anytime, anywhere. So the doctor can look at you in your hospital room rather than sending nurses to wake you up or mm. not knowing what's going on. And then when the patient goes home, they can just go with it and the data still goes to the doctor. If you need to put a new one, again, very similar to putting a new band-aid. You just put a new one and there you go. Wow. So in what um, circumstances would this be used? You said, you know, if someone's at hospital, they could put this on them and then they could be monitored and they can go home and still be monitored. What other circumstances is it used in? Well, those are the main uses, but you can categorize the home in like three categories uh, or maybe more than that. One is for patients who come to hospital have some procedure done and what we call post-discharge. So right now in many hospitals, after you discharge, you know, you call the next week or maybe make an appointment the next week. So a lot of potentially bad things can happen. So that's one use at home. Uh, the other use at home is that they've done this in a Brigham and Women Hospital in Boston that to begin with, when the patients come in, they say, well, we need to take a look at you, but no reason to admit you to the hospital. We kind of admit you to home. So the patient just goes back home with this device and uh, is monitored by the doctors at his or her own home. So that's what we call the admit to home. And another category are for chronic disease patients, people who suffer from COPD or CHF, and the doctor thinks maybe they should be monitored all the time or for a period of time. So then again, rather than bringing them to the hospital and all of those, you can just ship a few of the biosensors to them. They wear it at home. They look at it from the hospital, and if anything happens, then they can take action. Also, you know, one of the things that we do since we measure these things all the time. We essentially measure every heartbeat and every breath. Some of these subtle changes, you can put it through a big computer because when, when we get all this data, we put it in so-called cloud, and that's really right. the buzzword for a lot of computers with a lot of juice. So then they can, uh, they can crunch on these and maybe predict that you're going in the wrong direction. And uh, again, tell you to change your medicine or walk more or eat less salt or what have you, so then things can get any any more uh, any worse than that. So home use is very a very very broad use.
basically, even though they're all at your own home. Yeah. Have you uh, so have you had uh, patients wearing these for extended periods of time, not just for a short period of time? And you know, any insights from the data that we, you know, doctors weren't getting when someone had to come into the hospital? I mean. Yes. Yes. Uh, absolutely. At the Veteran Administration, we did a 90-day study, and those were the patients that were suffering from CHF, uh, uh, which is a very uh, potentially dangerous heart condition leading to heart failure. And for those patients, looking at those small changes I talked to you about, putting it to a computer and looking at them, they could see trends for patients who have a heart uh, failure one week in advance. So wow. obviously then you could do things about it. So, so this is really what, uh, what is exciting about this thing, what we call monitor today, predict tomorrow. So, you know, if something bad happens, they know immediately, but you can kind of look and predict. And, uh, you know, everybody talks about the so-called AI and predictive algorithms and uh, machine learning. Those are the kinds of things that uh, can also be applied to healthcare. And what is more important, you're breathing or you're buying something, you know. So we think this right, is really right. a prime example that we can bring that all that technology to help people live a happier and healthier life. Yeah, this sounds, you know, it. I feel like an urgency. I, w I wish you could include a lot more factors in it, you know, blood sugar and a bunch of other stuff. What are the top factors in your dream device that you'd want to be able to measure? Do you have them all, or are there ones that you still want to incorporate? Actually, that's a great question. And, you know, we thought if we keep adding X and Y and Z, at some point then this becomes too big, and uh, then it may be overkill for many, many cases. So what we do is that the patch is like the center of the um, monitoring, and then we can add other things. So, for example, for some patients that maybe they have COPD, uh, they can add a SpO2 or blood oxygen monitor. So you can add all of those. Now, the beauty of it is that they all now go to that supercomputer or cloud. So for those that something else makes sense, we can crunch those numbers in conjunctions together as a group of numbers and get better results. We may add a few mm -hmm. other things, but uh, making that small biosensor a big one, we didn't think it's a good idea. But at the same time, keep adding and keep uh, making uh, predictions uh, from those uh, indications. Uh, heart rate and breathing rate, as you know, are the leading indicator for somebody's health. In fact, uh, that's what, uh, uh, you know, seriousness of a condition is really looked at in the hospital because people who are sick obviously are not moving, so those are the two measurements, and we try to get those really accurate, but again, as I said, it's small and convenient, and then add anything else you want. In fact, something really big we, we have for some applications, and that's a uh, Scale. Obviously, you can miniaturize the scale and put it on your chest. But uh, scale can also connect to our cloud and infrastructure, plus all these measurements, so you see if the patient is 
lot of fluid in their lungs. The weight is going mm. up higher. So that's that's how we felt like, and our sort of dream, answering your question directly, our dream is that algorithms or predictions keep getting better and better. And I think that's sort of like a, like a new medical science. Uh, medical science is really based on few observations of maybe hundreds or thousands of patients. Now, well, one thing, uh, of- one, one thing I thought of is for different conditions, a tweaked version of this, you know, if, um, you know, millions of people have diabetes. So if you had a tweaked version that monitored blood sugar, then, you know, I know from speaking to diabetic doctors, you know, that patients come in when there's emergency or a big problem, but there's no device out there besides manual sticking that will alert when there's a really high or low blood sugar reading. So for that niche of people, that kind of kind of monitoring would be good. Or, you know, people that get older, they want to do a stress test every year. Why not have a device that measures your heart rate so you don't have to go in for the stress test? You know, if, if heart attack is one of the biggest killers, why not do that? Or one for stroke or, you know, it, it, it sounds like there's many different flavors of device that would be uh, appropriate for people to save them trips in and to monitor them better. Yeah, you, you know, you, you, you're right. And I think what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that for like blood sugar, you're right. It would be good to have a, a glucometer uh, involved, yes. Uh, for some of the other ones, we think that if you have the accurate measurements, so for example, for your stress test, you can just be running on a treadmill at your home. We have all the, that information that, you know, breathing rate and heart rate and looking at your signal already. That's a matter of uh, just transmitting this data and the doctor looking at it. So, so it's a combination. Or a sleep, or a sleep apnea. I can Absolutely. see, you know, instead of having to go for a sleep study, you just wear this and sleep, and it monitors if you stop breathing at the night 50 times, you know? Uh, Rich, actually, that's one of the things we've done. We've published three or four papers that exactly what you said. And again, for that, I don't need to build another biosensor. The biosensor, mm. as it is, you just look at those numbers in the cloud, you crunch over a night, and see, the beauty of this thing is, that it is so convenient and you have it with you, you can average two nights. Maybe that night somebody had too much to drink. So you can look at three nights and it still costs you nothing compared to that uh, you do in a sleep lab. I've done that actually. And they put so right. much stuff on you, you can't sleep. So you, right. may, you may not even have a sleeping problem. But with all that stuff hanging from you, and you can't move, and wires come off, and things like that. So we're completely with you. And we want to bring not only, uh, I guess, not only uh, conditions when somebody is sick, but also some of these medical testings you can do at home. That's a well, very you know good why, you, you know why this is so important is, um, you know, I've noticed for myself, like, if I have to go to the doctor and they're going to do my blood pressure, I worry it's high, so then it is high. Yeah. Or, you know, like you said, if you're going to do a sleep test, you can't sleep. It's not your, So just, just by letting people do this at home in a nice yeah. environment, and when they're not worried about it, instead of doing it in these stressful environments, you're likely to get truer data. Just that, I can see, would be a huge help, you know? 
No, absolutely. You know, there are this advantage of more comfort, but also you measure not just once, multiple times. So then you make sure it's right. Right. Uh, in fact, a cardiac doctor told me sometimes patients come for blood pressure uh, for tests and they look at the blood pressure. Blood pressure is too high because the patient is nervous. So they give him medication to bring the blood pressure lower. And then it becomes too low, so they have to come back now because they they had a they fainted their blood pressure was too low. So what you're saying is not theoretical; it actually happened. Oh yeah, it's, it's happened to me, you know. It's, yeah. it's like uh, it psychs you out. I mean, yeah. Yes, I I guess you know I'm excited about this this device. I just want to go tell you to make one for every condition, you know. That's, that's I assume because you made this that you could just go make one for any condition. So that's why. I, I'm letting you know. I'm asking all these questions, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. Good point. We believe me. We're trying to do as much as we can. Some of them we need new hardware, so to speak, or new gadgets. Some of them we just get the the machines more uh, more complicated or smarter in the in the server room to calculate it, so to speak. You um. Can you get your own data and look at it, or is only the doctor gets it and you don't hear anything unless there's a problem? Uh, yeah, we, again, because this is a medical device, we provide it to your doctor. And just like everything else, when you go to your doctor, you can ask for a copy. But uh, we, just like everybody else, we provide it to your doctor. Well, how come a, a Fitbit and certain devices don't have this problem and you can get the data, and why... This device, you can get your own data. It, it seems like it would be very beneficial to ha make a version of it or do something where people could have their own data instead of having to only rely on a doctor, you know? Yeah, yeah that is some of it is sort of how these things are regulated. And let me also mention that devices like Fitbit, they're like for health, getting healthier, getting in better shape. They're not uh, what they call clinical grade or medical grade. Mm. Our product is medical grade. Our ECG is just as accurate as the one that you go on your annual checkup and the device is several thousand dollars and it's so big that they have to wheel it in. So we're just as accurate and just like those devices, they don't you know, let you take it home or get the data. That's just the way it is done in the healthcare. I personally don't have any data, any, I'm sorry, any reason to hide it from the patients, but since it's a medical device, you know, you give it to your doctor and that's the uh, norm. Uh, again, maybe one of those things that if this becomes so widely used, everybody has it, people will start putting pressure, can I have a, you know, copy and regulations and laws may change. Do you have instances of people that are healthy saying, hey, doc, you know, I want this thing, you know, for my own reasons. Can you get it for me? And, and them asking the doctor ongoing for the data, or do you, do you set up portals for the doctors so they can, you know, have a thousand patients on this? And, you know, the doctor's only one person. How are they going to review it all? I would, I would think that you'd want something to help the doctors, you know, interact with all the data in a quick way with charts and stuff so they could, you know, quickly assimilate it. Yeah, yeah. We, we have this thing, and uh, again, I encourage the listeners to look at our website. We call it the Vista Solution, and this is like a command center. 
you can look at as many patients as necessary. And then each patient has like a, like a score. So if somebody has fallen or something, there is a flag, the color changes and so forth. So the doctors and caregivers know who, who is in a more serious condition. So yeah, we thought about that because when the entire hospital uses this or outpatients of a hospital that can be hundreds, uh, you can't just do it manually. So, but those are the kind of technology that are available in uh, commercial use and we essentially made a medical version of it that can be used by, by, by doctor and nurses. So what if I'm a doctor and I'm listening and I want to get this for some of my patients? Is it, you know, do I pay for a subscription or do I just, you know, can I bill insurance and the patient pays for it or how, how does it work to get me set up if I'm a doctor? Well, as I said, we, since our target is the hospital systems, so oh. when a hospital system becomes our, uh, our client, we sell them as many as they need and uh, the, the doctors can give it to their patients and so forth. So, uh, so essentially, if that uh, health system is a client of us, all the doctors have access to it. And if not, we hope to get uh, more hospitals to become our, our customers. And you sell the individual doctors, or that's not the model and you don't do that? We, we haven't done that yet, to be honest with you, because we want to get for, uh, you know, health systems that are bigger to get this thing out. And mm -hmm. as our technology becomes more user-friendly and more widely used, we don't see any problem selling it to the doctors, but you've got to start someplace. And, you know, the couple of hospital systems that uh, started using us, Mercy in uh, Midwest and Partners in Boston, the, you know, the big hospitals, and also sort of get the word around. And, yeah, hopefully my ambition is that every doctor or every uh, health system can at one time just, you know, come on our website and buy this thing and we make sure it's a genuine doctor just like every other medical device company and we ship it to them. Mm. Yeah, because I could see this would change the whole paradigm of going to the doctor. You know, let's say I have an appointment two weeks out, you know, I go and uh, I just stop in at the front desk and they slap the Band-Aid on me and then I come back for my appointment and by the time I come back, the doctor knows everything. They got all their stuff ready, you know? Yeah, so it, it would be a huge time saver for everybody. Or, hey, exactly. you don't have to come in, you're all good, you know, that kind of thing. No, exactly. You can do it in the evening, and then the appointment with the doctor could be by video conference to just give you your results and consult with you. Absolutely. We, we really hope that this would bring, as I said, convenience on top of uh, safety and uh, costing, saving costs for both patients and doctors. Yeah, one idea, I mean, I don't know, I'm just throwing this idea out. I won't give you too many, but, you know, I guess Walgreens and CVS are trying to do these uh, little clinics in their pharmacies. You know, that might be a, a good partner, you know, uh, for you guys if they have access to many, many, many people. But just a thought. So. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We're starting and we hope to expand to many, many places that this can be marketed. Thank you. So what's on the roadmap for the next year? Are there any new developments coming or, uh, you know, like Dora the Explorer Band-Aids or SpongeBob Band-Aids or uh, any new functionality coming? Well, we, we, as I said, we're putting more and more 
uh, analytics or, or prediction to our device. And then also at home, we combining it with video and all those other things. So, so you can do what you said, the checkup kind of a thing. They can send the medical data. They can look at you. Uh, and then also, we're going to make it automatically to go to your so-called EMR or EHR, the medical record that they keep at the hospital. You know, in most applications, when you make a measurement, they write it down, then somebody has to go type it in. We thought mm -hmm. we generate the information digitally to begin with, so, so all of that goes automatically, and not only uh, there is more you know, accuracy, there is no challenge of reading doctor's handwriting. Uh, that by itself probably would be very useful for everyone. Yeah, that alone probably kills thousands of people every year, but <laughs> no, I hope not. But uh... <laughs> yeah, wow, yeah, this is like a huge opportunity, and it's really uh, desperately needed. Very yeah, I think, um, I think the time is now, and uh, there's a lot of interest, and we working hard to get the, both the story out, and thanks for your help on that, and also the product out. Okay, very good. So uh, you know, we're we're just about out of time. Uh, what what are some good resources for listeners? They just you know, let's give them websites. Uh, I don't know if you want to connect by email or social or anything, but what's the best way for them to contact if they've got interest? Well, you know, uh, our our website www.vitalconnect.com, and uh, then we also have a Twitter which is at vital. So so those. Those are some of the uh, places to, uh, to, to contact us, and uh, uh, we can have more information there in our website. And I'm sorry, the Twitter is at Vital Connect, the whole world, yes. Okay. Well, very good, Nursi. This is uh, super important, and I'm really glad that uh, we talked about it. Thank you for coming. No, thank you. Thank you very much, and have a great day. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.